Hey, everybody. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast, a podcast focused on normalizing everyday challenges such as mental health, addiction, grief, divorce, loss, and many more. I hope this episode inspires you to be your best self and to live your dream life one day at a time. Hey everybody, welcome back to Faith Friday on It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. Today we are unpacking more of the book of Psalm. I swear I thought this was going to be like a two or three part episode. I don't know how many parts it's going to be, but this book is long. Before we get into it, I need to know if you guys' brain works the same way my brain works. So as I've been doing all this work, just learning about how much like anxiety consumes the mind, different things like that. I am in Lidl the other day, which is a grocery store. So I'm in Lidl and I'm about to check out, but I realized that I needed to get stuff to make a dessert. And so I'm literally standing there kind of frozen, probably in the middle of an aisle. And in my mind, what's going on is, oh, I can't believe I forgot a dessert. Now I have to go back. Do I want to get cookie mix to make from scratch or do I want to get the peel and bake cookies? And then I was like, well, the sugar cookie mix is actually closer. I'd have to backtrack less far if I got the mix. But then if I got the mix, I'd have to get butter. And then if I got butter, then I'd have to backtrack to where the peel and stick cookies are. And so if I got to go all the way back there, I might as well get the peel and stick cookies and not make them all from scratch. Cause that would save me a lot of time, even though I got to work, walk further to get them. And this is what is going through my mind is I'm just standing in the middle of everything in Lidl, just like deciding what cookie mix to get. And I realize like, Madison, this is so silly. Why are we putting all this thought into cookie mix? By the time you get done worrying about which place is going to be further to walk to get the cookie mix. You could have had both. Like, and so if you laughed along and related to that, please DM me and say, oh my gosh, I can relate. My brain works the same. I'm going to link my Instagram in the show notes for this. So that way you guys can connect with me on Instagram. If you haven't already, I started a new Instagram page like a month ago. I used to be on Instagram, haven't been on for a couple years and decided like I'm going to get back into it. So I've been having a lot of fun with it. Honestly, I love making reels. I love making content. So it has been really fun for me. So this episode, we're going to pick up on Psalm 39 and Psalm 39 is a prayer for wisdom and forgiveness. And it opens with saying, I say, I will guard my ways so that I may not sin with my tongue. And I don't know about you guys, but I've done so much sinning with my tongue. And by that, I mean cursing, speaking God's name in vain, gossiping, speaking badly of others, speaking badly about myself, having negative self-talk, like all these ways, like we can literally speak anything we want. Why are we not speaking about how... God loves us and we have a bright future and something good is going to happen to us today. Instead, our minds get so consumed with, oh, I'm stuck in traffic. This is so annoying. This day sucks, blah, blah, blah. And it's such a good reminder that you literally get to choose what comes out of your mouth. So choose the things that God would be happy to hear you say, or choose the things that are going to bring you joy that day. Because most of the time, the things that are going to bring you joy that day and the things that God wants for you are going to be pretty close in alignment. Then it goes on to say, and now, O Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. And that's such a good reminder that we could have done all these things wrong and we can just say a prayer of forgiveness and God will forgive us as easy as that. And that is honestly so miraculous that he would just do that for us. 
So Psalm 40 is a thanksgiving for deliverance and prayer for help. So if you're in a spot right now where you're like, I don't know about this whole relationship with God. I used to have one. I don't have one. I need to reignite it. Psalm 40. Even if you don't have a Bible, Google Psalm 40. And it's Thanksgiving for deliverance and a prayer for help. And it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song of in my mouth, a song of praise. Many will see and fear and put their trust in God. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust. And I wrote down as my note here, God can and will deliver you from anything. And uh, an example that came to mind as I was reading this, it says, he drew me up from the desolate pit. And whenever I was really bad struggling with mental health, I struggled with anxiety and depression and addiction and alcoholism and all these different things. And whenever I was there, I was like, hey God, if you're real, you will magically cure me from anxiety and depression tomorrow and I'll wake up and I'll be a new person. Because I thought God was a genie in the bottle. I didn't understand how God worked. And so... uh, Eventually, I started, you know, praying for God to help me with my anxiety and my depression instead of assuming he was going to cure it overnight. And what happened was God gave me the resources. God gave me a good therapist to help me put tools in my toolbox to learn how to manage my anxiety. God gave me a good psychiatrist to give me the right mental health meds to get me serotonin and dopamine back in my brain, which my brain was missing. God gave me AA, God gave me the strength and ability to, you know, get rid of these addictions and instead spend my time just, you know, worshiping him and focusing on his plan for my life. Like you can have gone through so many different things and have so many things that you need to give over to God. And it doesn't mean he's going to fix them overnight, but it does mean that he, if he doesn't fix them overnight, he's going to give you the tools and the ability to walk through those things and to be able to manage those things. And so now every once in a while, my anxiety or depression get bad and I'll have to pray about it, but I don't have to pray about it every 10 seconds like I used to, you know? I prayed about it. I did these things. God did his part. I did my part. And it just started to get easier, you know, day by day, day by day. And then eventually the days turn into years and you realize like, wow, God has changed my life so much and has given me the ability to change so much in my life through, you know, his works and his deeds and all all these different things. Psalm 41 is assurance of God's help and a plea for healing. And it says in verse four, O Lord, be gracious to me, heal me for I have sinned against you. And then it goes on to say, all who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. And I think a lot of times we assume people are thinking negative things about us when people aren't even thinking about us. And I wrote that down and I like kind of put a note that like, it's all about perception. Like you can assume that, you know, people don't like you, people are out to get you, or you can assume the reality, which is people aren't really thinking about you and don't really care what you're up to that much. I mean, some people might, but if they do, that's probably a them thing more than it's a you thing. And Then in verse 11, it says, by this, I know that you are pleased with me because my enemy has not triumphed over me. You have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. God can protect you from evil. God can, you know, make sure that if people, you know, send evil against you, that that, that evil doesn't triumph. Like God can do all these things to just protect you and guide you and lead you if you allow him to. And if you give your life over to him. So 
Then it goes into Psalm 42, which is a longing for God and his help in distress. And I highlighted verse one and two, and it says, as a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? And I wrote as my little note next to it, we try to get from the world what only God can fulfill us. Like a lot of times we're trying so hard to be fulfilled, be happy, have the American dream, you know, do all these things. And we're looking for all this fulfillment in places that we can't get it. And climbing the corporate ladder and making a ton of money is never going to give you the same fulfillment that having a good, strong relationship with God is going to give you. And that might sound crazy, but that definitely is the reality is that all these things that we're looking for and we're trying to get through worldly things or through material possessions, all those things are us just longing for God. And if we give our lives over to him, we'll notice that those things that we're you know, longing for or desiring will slowly start to slip away. And instead his desires and his will for us will start to just show up more in our life. Also, one thing I've learned in AA that's like a good prayer is one of the steps in AA is to to pray only for knowledge of God's will for your life and the desire to carry that out. And that is something that I pray all the time. Like sometimes I get really caught up in like, Hey God, I have this thing I want to bring to life, make it successful. And now I'll actually stop myself and be like, Hey God, this is what I think I'm supposed to do next. Please help me to know if this is what I'm supposed to do next. And if it's not, please send me a sign. And this actually happened to me recently. So I got this idea. I wanted to start a Bible study and I wanted to do it in person at my house, make cute charcuterie boards, whatever. And no one was interested. Like literally one of my friends texted me like the day before and was like, Hey, yeah, I'll actually come. And I was like, yeah, well, no one wanted to. So we want to just make dinner instead. <laughs> and it was something that like, whenever I started this journey, I would have been like, Oh, like that was a fail. And instead I was like, it was something that I thought that I was supposed to do that like God very cl clearly revealed, like this is not something you're supposed to be doing. Maybe not right now, maybe not ever, but like, this is a no right now. And now I'm learning to like embrace those things and just be like, okay, that wasn't how I was supposed to spend my time. There must be a different way I'm supposed to be spending my time, you know? And I think that as long as you're trying to spend your time in ways that would please God, even if it's not right, he'll redirect you to what is right for you. So Psalm 43, a prayer to God in times of trouble. And there have been so many times that I have needed this prayer and I didn't even know it existed. So whenever I was really bad, just an addiction and mental health, what I needed was God and faith. But what I thought I needed was more drugs and alcohol to, you know, numb or escape the pain I was feeling. And I didn't realize that God was the only thing that could subdue that pain enough to, you know, break me free from those addictions and those mental health challenges and, and all of that. And Verse 1 and 2, it says, Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. For those who are deceitful and unjust, deliver me. For you are the God who I take refuge. Why have you cast me out? Why must I must walk about mournfully? And the very end, it says, hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. And so it's literally saying, hey, God, please help me because things are not going well right now. I'm stuck in addiction. I'm stuck in mental health. I don't know what's wrong, you know, whatever prayer that is. And, you know, just ask him to deliver you from that or ask him to reveal how you can be delivered from that. Because whenever I was first kind of getting set free from addiction, God didn't deliver me from addiction at one time. First, he had to reveal to me that I was addicted. First, he had to 
reveal to me that I had a problem. He had to give me the confidence to deal with the acceptance phase. Then once I dealt with that, then I had to go through the, you know, getting help, the, you know, moving through the pain phase. Then I could eventually share about it. You know, like there's so many different phases we have to go through, but God will walk with you through every single one of them if you just allow him to. So in Psalm 44, the last verse 26, rise up and come to our help. Redeem us for your stead. Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. And again, God's love is what saves us. There's just so many reminders that God, his love, his patience, and everything that he does for us is really what saves us from day to day. Psalm 45 is owed for a royal wedding. And so it's so interesting, just again, like the amount of prayers are in here that are so specific. But Psalm 46, I wrote a ton of notes about. And so this is God's defense for his city and his people. And it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear that the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with tumult. And I wrote this like in today's terms, though you're faced with anxiety, grief, poverty, depression, God is your strength through it all. Give it to him and watch him change your life or your situation or yourself for the better. And so there are so many things that we all struggle with and nobody's out here just truly living their best life. Everybody's struggling to some extent. Everybody has some pieces of their life that are really good and some pieces that they wish they didn't, that didn't exist. And that's just the reality of it. And so you can give those over to God and say, Hey God, today I'm faced with anxiety, grief, poverty, depression, please be my strength. Please help me through all of it. You can say prayers as simple as that. You don't have to be reciting the Psalms to be able to get help from God and to be able to get deliverance from God. So Psalm 48 is the glory and strength of Zion. One thing that I, I think I told you guys, I was going to look into this and I haven't is the like meaning of Zion, because Zion is referenced so much in the book of Psalms. And like, I'm assuming God's not talking about Zion National Park. He might be, but like, what is the significance? So I'm definitely going to look into that before next Faith Friday and let you guys know what I learned there. So Psalms 49 is the folly of trust and riches. And this is basically talking about how a lot of times we think that, uh, money saves us, but money will never save you. And so in verse 10, it says, when we look at the wise, they die, fool and don't perish forever and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever, their dwelling place to all generations, though they named the land their own. And to me, this means don't get so fixated on worldly wealth that you forget this is all temporary. Do you know how many people work literally so hard and never enjoy anything so they can have money for retirement? And then they never even use that money for retirement because they work until they die or, you know, just all these different things. And that's not to say that's right, wrong, or indifferent. That's just to say that a lot of times we get so fixated on making sure we have worldly wealth, worldly things that we forget that all of this is temporary. And one day we're going to leave all of this behind. And so if you had forgotten that, gotten off track, needed a reminder that this is all temporary, here's your reminder that this is all temporary and that God truly is going to, you know, deliver us from this life, from this pain. And we will have, you know, eternal life in heaven where things are amazing and we are actually living our best life. So I am going to stop there. We actually stopped at Psalm 49. So there will be another episode where we'll start at Psalm 50 and I'm going to try to get like 
first 50 to 100 done next episode, but that might not happen. And this might extend for a few more Fridays, but hope you guys are enjoying these Psalm episodes. If you guys have any questions, I'll link my Instagram, DM me. Let's be friends on the gram. And as always, happy healing, babes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. I'm your host, Madison. If you want to get tuned into more episodes, you can click the follow button in the top right-hand side of your phone screen. This will actually notify you when new episodes are published. If you love this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps with the show. And last but not least, if you thought of someone during this episode that you were like, hmm, I really need my mom, my bestie, my sister to hear this episode, please share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes.